I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. everyone and welcome back to the crash couch i'm your host chris today we are going to be discussing the i can't believe i'm saying it series finale of the expanse episode six of season six and joining me today is my trusty co-pilot joel joel how are you i'm doing well sir thank you for having me on i really appreciate that we have ernie Back. I'm more, you? I'm more like that muscle, you know, I'm yeah. like Amos, you know, backing you up. So. And for the first time this season, we have Ian. Ian, how are you? Hey, I'm so good. Wait, who's, like, who are you? If Joel is the pilot and Ernie if, is the muscle. If Joel you... is, is the pilot, I'm, um, I'm a, just a bystander. I'm one of the people that got blown up in the docks of Sirius. He's the proto-molecule. <laughs> yeah, I'm the proto-molecule <laughs> hanging out in the corner of the ship. That's me. Yeah, or I'm Prax. I just, I just have a little, a little teaser, just a, yeah. a little bit of the. Yeah. No, we, we, need, we, we need more Praxis in our lives. That's great. <laughs> okay. I was so happy when he showed up. Small role, very important role, very yeah, important, very role. important, very small. Uh, yeah, so we're here to discuss the the finale of um, of the Expanse. Still weird to be to be saying that. Uh, the episode has been out now for a week. We're recording this on January the twenty first, so we've had a little bit of time to let it digest. I don't know if you guys have rewatched it. I've not. I've only seen it the first time. I have watched some like reaction videos, um, so I did see people like watching it then. So I got the got some of that. Um, uh, footage for a second time uh, and third time and so on but uh, i've only seen it once um but i want to be one of the last ones to talk about my thoughts so but but before <laughs> before we get into that i want to give ian an opportunity to one say hello say how he's doing and uh second to give his thoughts on where uh season six has been up to this point all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi. I'm good. Uh, I haven't been on because I wasn't doing good, but I'm doing better now. So I'm here for the final, maybe final episode of this podcast. Who knows? Um, if we're all still alive when they inevitably do the, do the last three seasons, we'll come back. Um, my thoughts on the season. I thought it was. I mean, it was good. It's it's that's like the bar that the Expanse has set. It is going to be good. I'm sad it's only six episodes. I still don't get why they kept it to six episodes. Um, I did enjoy watching the little kind of character pieces in X-Ray. Um, I thought those were really, really kind of delightful views into the world of the Expanse. Um, uh, I, I felt to to me it kind of suffered from... It's not nearly as bad as the this, the last Star Wars trilogy, but <laughs> it made it made me think of how, um, especially in Episode Nine, we see these like just there's there's no like timetable. Like we all we're seeing are these huge epic moments with these huge epic people, 
Um, and in the final season, it kind of feels like it is, it does feel rushed in that there's just so much happening so quick. And it's not like I want them to like have us watch them be on a ship for 10 months, you know, while they're getting to the ring or however long it takes. Um, but it, it is, everything is so broadly sweeping and epic, um, that, I, I kind of miss the the more intimate, slower character building moments. Um, you do get that in the X-ray stuff, but that's like bonus content, you know. And like so many people miss that. Yeah, that's fair. But we, overall, I I love the way they wrapped it up. Like I, to me, this the, the finale was like perfect. Well, we talked pretty much. I mean, we've not been able to do um, one episode of the podcast per episode of the show like we um, have in the past, but we have talked on the couple times we've um, got together before is that the show really built up a lot of these smaller character moments. And while there really wasn't a lot that truly like happened, yeah, we had some really cool big moments, but nothing that was like, you know, um, as big as like um, when uh, we had the reveal of Miller as the investigator, or that was his name, right? The investigator. It is. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, or, I'm glad which... you investigated that, Chris. That's 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 quite appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we didn't have that. We didn't have like the something is, um, like in the very first episode when uh the camp blew up, um, that was shocking. Um, you know, there was a, f- a few things thrown in um throughout the season, but it was a lot of it was a big character drama, um, which you know that might be how the book, uh, the book was, but. I'm with you, Ian. For, well, I mean, we'll get let, we'll save all of like our final thoughts on the season as a whole and even the series as a whole um, for for later. Uh, but let's just go ahead and talk a little bit about this episode in particular. We spent a lot of time in the last episode kind of talking about our predictions, um, what we thought might happen, um, you know, things we wanted to see, things we really didn't want to see. Uh, I'm going to let Ernie go first this time. Yes. No, just kidding. I'm not that excited just because my (laughs) thoughts are so jumbled. Uh, I agree, though. I I do feel like there's good and bad about this season. Not in the in a sense where it's like "Eh, it's unbearable. You know, it was just I would have preferred it done a certain way. But that's just because I have certain tastes and likes and dislikes, whatever. That's fine with me. But uh, I found myself very happy and satisfied satisfied with the ending that was presented to us it did feel a little rushed and i feel like the season definitely had some pacing issues i preferred the first half of the season where it was uh, very drawn out very character driven very you know um story oriented and and uh, kind of this boiling pot situation but I feel like the ending definitely made me feel bad. Uh, great. Uh, but I felt bad the next day because I, I realized that that's it, that this might be the last time we see these characters. Uh, the last time I see the Rossi fly, you know, that, that part made me really, really sad. But overall, I feel like this, the season was just, it was great. You know, um, some minor things I'll touch on from here and there. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of my quick assessment. Joel, you have your virtual hand raised. Honestly, I, I think this is an excellent way to wrap up the season. Uh, yeah, I, 
ultimately, I'm in the the camp who thinks there's something else on the horizon or in the gates because the reason why they spent so much time on Laconia in the storyline is because there's something else coming down. Read the books, right? So there's something else coming down. And why would they spend so much productive time in terms of production and and screen time on a TV series if they're not trying to do something else? Most like, likely a movie on Amazon. It's going to be a flyer fly, uh, fly, yeah. firefly treatment, I swear. It's going to be like that. You know, we've had this yeah. TV series and season or whatever, but we're going to have a movie. I I'm predicting it. So you heard it here, folks. We're coming back on the crash. <laughs> no, I said that last time, but uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Joel. You know, because they, they invested big, because they spent a lot of screen time doing sort of plot points. This is necessary for a movie. Why would they do that? They have a reason, right? Because this is not jump change. This is not just five by night TV production. It's actually really good. They know what they're doing. I trust the producers of The Expanse, right? Uh, the showrunner, uh, Amazon Prime, they know what they're doing. That's my thoughts. I guess Ian, it's my turn. You? Yeah. Um, I love the way uh, that Marcos died. Just, you know, two seconds of screen time, him realizing they've made a mistake realizing what's happening and then he's dead. Um, and I, I'm also in the camp that I think there's something down the pipeline. I think um, whether or not it's even on Amazon, it's very clear the showrunners and the producer want to take the content elsewhere. They want the, to keep the story going, going. I hope, you know, they can finish it out with three seasons. If we get a movie, all oh, that's squeezing so much into a movie. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want to see, if you read the books, Kara and Zan um, matter. Um, and Winston Duarte really matters a lot. Um, and so seeing him kind of brush off um, Marcos was awesome. Um, just kind of like, thanks for being a pawn in my game. Goodbye. I have gods to kill. You can't just drop that and then just like not go anywhere with that. So I really, really hope um, that we get to see him try to kill gods um, at some point in the future. Um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Ian, oh my God, man. You're absolutely hit the nail on the head there, man. Killing gods. That's that's the that's the what if. What's in the abyss, right? Because mm-hmm. you're stirring the abyss, which is the final shot of episode six. You're stirring in the abyss, in the gate, right? Okay. Uh, there's monsters. And we'll see monsters eventually. That's amazing. And we I saw want the ship. Comment. We've seen this huge ship. Real quick, this huge ship. With no, we know nothing about this ship, but this ship is so cool. I felt oh, a little, a little torn eventually. about Marcos's death. Uh, like, really? I agree with you. Yeah. So I agree with you that I loved seeing that guy just perish into dust or whatever the hell that was. That was awesome. But oh. I felt the same way I did when Joffrey died on Game of Thrones. Like, mm. This guy deserves to be tortured and killed. And uh, Inaros needed to fry like slower for me in my head. But yeah. I loved seeing him go away. Yeah. Like, but, but, yeah. uh, let us do the last line of Marco, right? Okay. 
Vroff! Vroff! The guy, I think so much satisfaction is in his death. But that's probably about more about me than everyone else. But it's really good. I love that. Was anybody was anybody totally shocked that Philip uh, hopped away early? I I have a thought about that. that All I'm, right, I'll, I'll okay. say it when let's, I get to let's, my. Let's let's hear oh, Chris. Let's hear your thoughts. Oh wait, yeah, Joel, Joel. Yeah, because we're talk before we get to the the son. Let's deal with the father first, okay? The fact of the matter is with Marco, he had his space dress uniform on, right? Or whatever it's called, right? Oh, his costume. His on, space right? dress, yes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the dress regs are in the, the free Navy, but whatever. Uh, Akaris, he has the Akaris patch on his arm, right? Akaris, the ancient Greek, right? He flew too close to the sun because of his hubris. And he got killed. Excellent word of the use the word use of the word hubris. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Uh, you see <laughs> the the bird symbol on his chest, right? In his outfit uh, i i'm trying to be respectful uniform it's kind of hard to tell in terms of free davy but it, it tells a lot about marco because yeah he flew too close to the sun and he got eaten by the entities and i took great joy about that because yeah yeah because because he's a villain right he's he's a jerk i like that analogy uh, yeah. flew too close to the sun like that's a yeah. actually a smart way to say it I so first I want to talk about Philip. I since Ian asked that, I loved that um reveal, I guess, of him at the end uh going away like just as his dad was like leading that chant and they just had that conversation um after Rosenfeld died. Like that was I think the perfect that's that is how I wanted him to not be redeemed because he really didn't. I mean, he did some bad things, but he didn't like he wasn't like Marco level bad. Um, but that, that is how I want to. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to see him like have just this one specific moment that just put him over the edge because we've like seen him torn really between um, his dad and Naomi when she was there and. We never really. I mean, they didn't like that. He could he could have died on the ship. Like that wouldn't that, he, that if that would have happened, that wouldn't have surprised me. Um, but I like I just like that they had this one specific moment where uh, he was like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, and he left. And then actually, somebody um, online pointed it out that I, I'm pretty sure this is true because it, it lines up. But it looks like whenever right before Marco dies it looks like he looks over to see Philip and notices that he's not there. Like he looks over in Philip's direction, mm, which he, he would notice that. that he's not there. So yeah, if, right. if that's the case, I would have to watch it again, but it, it, that lines up. So if that's the case and that's just like brilliant storytelling. Um, but as far as the whole season goes by itself, this is honestly probably one of my least favorite seasons of the show as a whole. Um, it's not bad. Not nothing in the show has been bad. Like I don't want to point that out. It was just I I'm I'm with y'all. I think it was rushed. Um, it didn't have that excitement factor that I felt with some of the other seasons, um, especially some of the Amazon ones that we got before. Um, 
it didn't have like that. I mean, again, we have these character moments that we've talked about the whole time, but it didn't like there was drama, but it was like we already knew what that drama was and it wasn't like building up anything. It wasn't building up any more tension. Um, it wasn't like trying to like lead us to the ultimate conclusion in what I thought was super exciting ways. It was very, it was dramatized very, very well, but the everything as a whole just didn't like, I mean, it was good. I'm satisfied, but I don't think it was like, perfect like a lot of people are saying i i think it was really damaged by being only six episodes um and the fact that i think that maybe i have a hunch that that's not really what the writers and the producers and the showrunners wanted to do um they probably would have rather have like maybe closer to 10 to, to spread it out but i mean overall i mean it's not bad it is not bad at all it is just like not my not my favorite it's not the way that i would have wanted to had i gotten the choice all of that being the expanse. said, it's like we love the expanse. Sorry to cut you off. So we fine. want more of it. Like, yeah, I, we're, we yeah. we're all struggling with only having like what could, what could we have seen? You know, yeah, could have been. It's like <laughs> I was knowing that like if you told me, hey, you're only getting six seasons of this, then what we got was probably the best it was going to get. Let's be honest. You really, there's nothing yeah. there I'm, that I can think back and be like, okay, well, I would, I would have done this differently. I think as it is, it's, it's perfect in that sense, but it's not ideal. Hey, you and know I what think was funny too, any, Chris? Anybody would agree with you. Um, so I did, I had no idea that episode six was going to be the last one. So I, I just didn't look into it. You know, I, it was, it wasn't until you posted in our, our group uh, chat message that, well, that's it. I'm like, what? No wonder everybody on Instagram was posting photos of the cast and the crew and all that stuff mm-hmm. so i was like oh okay we're doing this so i can see why that made that i can see why you got even more that's <laughs> you had no idea so that's probably why you're so sad the next day yeah yeah it it, it was like this withdrawal it, it's just oh man but uh it was funny because i was like oh okay we're we're, we're actually doing this i immediately shut off my instagram turn on the tv and i'll drink a few beers and just watch watch that ride or uh as amos would love lovingly put it into the churn you know so yeah it was awesome yeah and chris come on man six six episodes yeah i'm sure they spent a lot of money on the cgi which is great we (laughs) saw amos in a assault chair land on a space station okay in a firefight that was amazing. He was screaming, man, screaming. That 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 Ugh. segment might be my favorite part of the entire series. Wait, it wait, was wait, wait, so wait. cool. Are, so we're talking about when Amos is in the chair and it's like the camera's mm-hmm. like going around them, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Joel, you've been the cr- the critique of the CGI <laughs> the whole time that you've been on this podcast, and probably even before you were on the podcast when you when you just did our social media. What is your honest opinion? No joking. What is your honest opinion on that scene? I was frightened and horrified because uh, if I was a young man and not young now, I will probably be in that chair screaming and thinking death is going to show up any moment because that's horrifying, man. Going into a cell like that, knowing full well that the odds are against you, that you will even meet you. Then the ground, like right, even c- coming out on the space station, 
to actually commit the assault, uh, that's horrifying. And you have Amos going, ah, in character. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amos screaming is not like uh, cool screaming or rage screaming, but like I'm scared screaming. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It, yeah, I thought it was just so, so well done. Um, I, it was one of the coolest things I've seen just in sci-fi in general. It was just like that that whole segment was so so cool and so well done. And he volunteered, and he volunteered for the mission. He didn't have to go. He volunteered mm-hmm. for that mission. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a rare build up to it. Yeah. It's yeah. also a rare moment of Amos truly showing his emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's very much I. You know, I I uh, explained this whole I, I don't know one of the seasons of of our podcast, but I explain how I think Amos is a psychopath. You know, when, I, when there's like the actual term psychopath, that actually means like void of other people's feelings and you yourself like don't realize that you're lacking in feeling. And I, I really believe that about Amos. But that was just a rare moment to see him express anger and express fear. And it was just it was so well done. The camera work, you know, was beautiful, too. You know, just kind of captured that moment. It was very much a space age D-Day, you know, without the big numbers. And and because this perhaps is our last podcast episode, hopefully not, but we'll see, right? Okay, yeah. So I mean, one combat in see uh, season two, perhaps when I said something about CGI, yeah, <laughs> I still apologize. I think the CGI is great, <laughs> and all the production crew, yeah, uh, uh, production crew, yeah, you, my, my support, I love you from my heart. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want to say. So the reason that I ask that, and I can't, I can't believe that I'm being the one that's stepping into Joel's shoes, don't, is that don't say it, Chris. Don't I, say it. <laughs> I didn't think that that scene, like the scene, was cool, but I didn't think it looked all that great. Oh no, man! It look, it yeah. worked for me, man. It worked, it worked for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fine, but then once somebody, like once I got to, like think about it, I was like, wait a minute. It, they probably just like sat him in a chair, told him to scream, and just moved the camera around him. Which is cool when you think about how movies are made and shows are made, but I don't know. I just, it was a little weird. Yeah, but it's also a little weird being in a amphibious landing craft at D Day, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. These guys are like, holy fuck, we're not going to make this out. We're <laughs> in the first wave. And most of them didn't, right? And if you look at the, at the badge. The, the battle casualties in this battle, right? And so casualties define not death, but taken out of the action, right? Okay. Yeah, most assault teams got destroyed. And by the way, that's a great, great Easter aid with all the assault teams. Check it out if you see this go, still is online. Amazing. Yeah, there's the name just about every every uh, classic sci-fi uh, character. I was going to say actor, but it's character. It's a funny strike. There's a lot of them spread throughout the whole. Uh, it was like so. right in your face, hugging you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did it, Joel. Fun. I, I did, did it, Joel. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I was going to do it now. Joel is bar. so excited <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, God, that's amazing. I'm going to have another beer. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. All it takes is a pun, and then Joel has to, has to have a beer. Yeah, pretty much. Any of your puns make me want to go back to drinking. 
<laughs> I know, but I have a lot of Irish in me. It come by it comes by me naturally. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> One thing that I I liked to put a positive spin on the CGI is uh, the battle when you had Drummer and her ships uh, fighting against Marco and his ships. That was probably one of my top like three uh, space battles in the entire show. Um, just it, it felt so smart. It felt so cinematic. Um, I, I think that they really went all out on trying to make that visually stunning um, for you know one of the, the final climaxes of this entire run. I thought it was very emotional um, to see. I don't remember the guy's name, but that one guy that she was working with to see him um, pop up and uh, run into the um, uh, whatever that other ship was called. I don't remember their name um, either, but to see that was just it was so good. And I honestly I really thought that drummer was going to like bite the dust there, but I was glad that that didn't happen. Um, But yeah, I had the same idea, boss Ming, that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's interesting. We have this pirate, right? This bald pirate, Lang Walker, and he's the guy who died in battle, right? Okay. Yeah. And the very next sequences of shots was the Roosevelt Ganlang character, who's the Marco's second in command, gets uh, around into the chest and dies, right? And you look at spelling: Lang Walker, Roosevelt, Go Lang. So there's a tie to these p- people, right? They're, they're the captains who being shot, who be who's being killed in battle, not commanders. There's there's a, 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 a lieutenants, lieutenants, whatever you want to describe it, right? Okay, they're the people being killed right now. Interesting. There was a couple of times, like I thought, I thought again, because not knowing whether they want to continue the show or not. So that, you know, whether or not a character makes it into the last three seasons, if they ever come back to it, I didn't know if, uh, if, um, uh, drummer was going to live. I thought Bobby was going to maybe do a little suicide thing, yep. you know, Same. shoot some missiles and die. Um, <clears throat> and so that was kind of a pleasant, a pleasant surprise, uh, when most of the major characters lived. Yeah. Hold that thought in for a couple more years. Okay. I'm holding. Okay. <laughs> I've read Especially for somebody who didn't read the books, uh, you know, somebody didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was, I didn't want to lose Bobby. I didn't want to lose drummer. So I was glad they made it out. But I think also it would have been a little bit more heavy and more impactful. I think if, if we lost one of them as well, but like I said, I'm still satisfied with the ending. That is one thing that I am kind of surprised that they didn't do like, Books aside, and whether or not they have a plan for the future of the of the franchise, aside from that as well, uh, I thought somebody would die. Like, I figured it would be because they kind of like set up Amos to die because you know he has that that sacrifice moment mm-hmm. of not having to go down, but he goes anyway and then ends up paying the price. Or you know, I thought he was going to save Bobby and. Um, then die um, or get shot or something, especially since uh, he said that the ship has a mechanic when he was talking to uh, Clarissa, which that was a great moment too. Um, I've, I've loved, she's been one of my highlights of the season just as a whole. Um, I'm so glad that they, they have her in and they brought her um, on the ship. 
as part of the crew. Uh, but to have that moment at the start of the episode, um, and then we get to see her, like we see her, I thought she was going to die as well. Um, she actually like saves the day and uh, does, you know, the job of a mechanic. So we see that Amos didn't um, just put his, his faith into nothing. But um, that whole, that whole sequence I, I thought was really, really well done. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm, I'm happy with that for sure. You, you open that box now. We have to talk about it. Clarissa's character. Also probably one of my favorites this season. Uh, I felt like she had some of the best emotional moments and also some great heroic moments. And uh, it was one of the few episodes back where she sacrificed herself. He's like, Amos tells her, you realize you got chewed out, right? And she's so happy that she actually got called part of the crew. But to have her in that moment talk to um, Holden and reveal the truth about why she wanted to kill him and then this character reversal moment and even i think naomi was talking about it and just like how we try to be that those types of people you know i'm not the same person i was when i was 21 you know i'm now 40 years old there's decisions in our lives that we make that we might not be proud of but like we can all be clarissas as well you know and i do love that turnaround you know she was part of the crew she was going to dedicate herself and work as hard as anybody else. And I, you know, I applaud that. That was great writing by the the writers. If this was game of Thrones, uh, she would have gotten to, uh, the, the, the battle and then gone, you know what? I changed my mind and then blown the reactor. <laughs> would have been like Jamie, the, 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 like the, the, the redemption arc that just gets shrugged away at the very end. I'm still bitter about that show. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I do love her. Her character as well. Did you watch the, her bonus, uh, the little bonus episode? Yeah. The Night Watch yep. with her. It's like five minutes long. It's really good. It's just, I, I would, I would, um, I would. We, we had a couple of head shakes there. I would definitely go in. You have to. It's so dumb the way Amazon has done this. You can't watch X-ray <laughs> on your TV. You have to, or at least you can't access this bonus content on your TV. It has to be through X-ray on your phone or your computer. And there's six bonus episodes that are all about five minutes long. And each one I'm of them is kind to, of a character study. I'm going to uh, put a pin in that real quick, Ian, because mm-hmm. I watched it on my Fire Stick, and you you can access the X-ray that okay, way. Okay, so a Fire Stick uh, you can, yes. But yeah. if it's an Amazon it app on your smart TV, you can't. Yeah. I have Amazon Cube as well, and that's all I access them. Okay, got but it. I, I didn't yeah. get to, to watch it. It's a great little five-minute just look into her character and just uh, her, her kind of relationship with her dad. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, Sorry, uh, Kara, the, the actress is actually from Ontario, Canada, she, yep. she is indigenous. Uh, I forgot. Oh, I'm ignorant about her tribe right now because I'm into my drink. But as a, I think Cree, but uh, any which way, she's she's a powerful force, right? And, and it's great to see, and we need more of her, right? Mm-hmm. She has a presence, right? She, that's the thing. You walk into a stage and give a speech, and it's about you know, do you would you be willing to follow a drummer? Because I would be. Absolutely. Yeah. Drummer is so fearless. 
we can probably Sorry. talk a little bit about um, the ending once um, they defeat Marco and they go back and um, all three factions uh, meet and discuss what they want to do um, moving forward. And I was really, I wasn't surprised that they that they picked Holden to um, uh, be the uh, leader for what ended up being like two minutes. Um, the president, I think, is what he was president of. What was it again? Um, I don't remember what it was called now. Probably should have rewatched the episode, to be honest. Uh, uh, the, the trade union. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, Transportation. Um, yeah. Well, sorry. I Whatever it was. Everyone that's listening to this should know by now. We don't remember uh, names and all that stuff. Uh, oh, come on, Chris. The, the big announcement at the Toronto <laughs> City Hall. They actually really did. That's the scene, right? Okay. It's amazing. Because anyone from Canada, uh, it's from Ontario, would realize, hey, they're filming this at the Toronto City Hall. That's, <laughs> that's funny. I didn't realize that. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Transport Union. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Transport Union. It. Okay. Um, but yeah, once we got we got that, and then uh, he resigned, and well, he first he named Drummer vice president, and then he then he resigned, and so Drummer would take the uh, take that leadership role. Um, that made me really happy. A drummer's always been one of my fa- my favorite characters ever since she got introduced, and to see her finally um, get something that she honestly deserves was so satisfying. Um, and it was funny to see like one last um, like trick that Holden had up his sleeve because um, he's so he's such a clever character sometimes, and and to see that um, he pulled one over on Avasarala was just, was excellent. Even though she kind of knew what he was about to do whenever he started talking and he continued past his, uh, his script. Um, yeah. But the whole thing is that Avasarala knows that. Avasarala knows Holden. Avasarala planned that. She has plausible deniability, which is amazing, <laughs> right? Okay. But Avasarala knows everything that happens in Holden's mind. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but Hol- the thing about Holden though. Okay. So I just, randomly started rewatching from season one and i love that holden's character ended off with a decision because that's how his his character started with a decision now the the difference between the two decisions is one he hid from he didn't want people to know that he actually made this decision to call in the emergency broadcast and what ended up destroying the cat however he's making a decision now that he believes is right and now he's broadcasting it to everybody because it's the right thing to do I just love the contrast of who he was in the beginning to who he is at the end. He was really, so confident. Really so I love point. that. Yeah. yeah. Making yeah. a good decision and hiding hey. it versus making a good decision and broadcasting it to the entire universe. And also the fact that the you know, stress wears you down, age wears, wears you down, right? Politics wears you down. Conflict is a biggest stress, right? So we see these characters in season six. Jesus. Sorry. Even, uh, even uh, the actor, just, though. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's actually really like fit and muscular in the first season. He, yeah, and he's really thin at towards the end, you know, because yeah. space is done. That yeah, too. but even like, like Naomi, like all the characters are are presented in terms of the the film image uh, as being one run down, right? Like they're not the 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 sexy symbol people they were in season one. They were not. Yeah, totally right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think my wife looked it up because we were watching it together, and she was like, dude, he is so skinny. She's like, I wonder if he's sick. And so she looked it up, and I, I think he – something like he chose to lose like 20 pounds because he, he was saying like Holden would be ragged at this point, so I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to look bad. Um, and the only character that I think – this is probably two characters that I think looked great the whole time, uh, and that would be uh, Carrot. Kara G, and I always screw up her name, but Shora, um, Christian Avasarella, and and Kamina, uh, drummer, I think, looked great the whole time. Everyone else just looked like they were just run down. Avasarella's costumes were amazing, by the way, throughout the oh, always. beginning to end. Always. Like, they were fabulous, man. Yeah. Those she, were she's, great. she's my favorite character. I, I'm all about high politics, and she nails it. But really, Avasarella, uh, the actor, her uh character all of that stuff yeah yeah that, that my my, uh, my second tier stuff is like bars because i'm disappointed there was not a bar scene in last finale yeah but i can live with that well there was coffee though wasn't there i think there was coffee oh there was coffee i'm a coffee okay <laughs> well joel that's why you need to watch the x-ray because there is a bar scene in the in one of the x-rays oh really no yeah more yeah, I'm not going to tell Joel you more. I just got but... so excited. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that there's a bar scene, so that just means you have to go watch all the X-rays. I'm not yeah, going to tell you which one. Yeah, I saw. I, I tried that. It just showed me a bunch of stills, but still, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I'll go back. Yeah, just do it. On, do yeah, do it on a computer, and you'll see the 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 picture or the the bonus content as videos. They're like cool. named episodes, and you just go to episode six, and it'll show all of them. If you go to episode one, you'll only see the one. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Thanks, Ian. I appreciate it. One thing that I do want to bring up is, and we've talked about her a lot this season, is Naomi. One of, I think, the best moments of her character was when she, like, had that moment of hesitation when she um, was going to uh, essentially send Marco and Philip to their doom and she does it anyway because she knows that's what needs to be done and then as soon as it happens like she just lets out this like bellowing scream and then i think the next scene after that it cuts right to um uh holden consoling her and that moment like was heartbreaking especially because at this point we didn't know the fate of philip like we kind of maybe had an idea with some foreshadowing but we didn't know and just to see that for the first time was just oh it broke my heart yeah that was really well acted it was super sad she's had some really good moments from beginning to end uh her emotion was probably the one that moved me the most throughout the whole series itself but yeah that's that was the uh, emotion of a mother you know that she Mm -hmm. she let out and you know, if let's say like the Philip thing was ambiguous, we didn't know what happened. Like, that's one of those things you would know she would be thinking, like whether or not she could have saved her son, even though she tried. Like, there's always going to be this hopeful feeling inside of all of us that, you know, could we have done more? And that was like everything encapsulated in that one scream. So, yeah, good point. I think uh, she really struggled as a parent. And yeah, you love your kids. You know, I, I do, I do love though that, uh, for me, I, I I think Philip saw his dad as a fraud. Like that's kind of the way I saw it because 
his dad was so big with his speeches and like even the way he talked to Philip versus how he talked to the crew. Like I think once and for all, Philip finally just saw through the bullshit. Like that's it. Like I am done with this. I, I feel like it was the tone of the speech versus when they had their moment by themselves and the disagreement they had because it was just such a contrast. And he realized that he's selling people nothing, you know, I, I do love that, that contrast. And that was kind of what I interpreted from Philip reading into his dad. I'm happy that Philip wasn't eaten by the, the gate entities because I took great pride and joy with you know, watching Marco die, you know, die in the gate. I will say that that's one. I'm, I'm that's one bad part about the fact that we're not getting something like we didn't get some extra things after the fact about really learning what really the ring entities are and what truly happened because we saw it happen at the end of last season. I remember being on this podcast and we talked about it and we were like, Oh my God, that was like some of y'all that know uh, what was actually happening was like, Oh, that was so cool. I'm like, well, I have no idea what was happening. Like, are they dead? Like, is that like, are they suspended at a time? What's, what's going on? Um, but to see it again was, it was really neat, but I, I do wish they could have, um, and I know go read the books, but I do wish that they could have set like shown or explained a little bit more what exactly that was. Even if they have to pull, the answer from the last three books, they should. I, I feel like they should have at least explained that a little bit better. If only there was a seventh episode. Yeah, uh, Chris, you really should watch or the movie, or that's going to be coming out. Uh, it's be great. They will explain all that stuff. Yeah. Oh God, man, I want to. I want to hug you right now because I understand where you're coming <laughs> from, but it's like, oh my. This is so greater that we can we can converse about, right? Discuss mm-hmm. about. It's insane the stuff that's happening in this series. Yeah, you definitely got to read the books, man. It's it's so well, good. You know, it's <laughs> funny that you mention that because literally, as soon as the episode finished, I went to my bookshelf and I grabbed *Leviathan Wakes*, and I'm not I haven't started it yet because I'm um I do this thing where I uh get the audiobook from my library and read and listen to the audiobook at the same time. And it just helps with the immersion. It's actually called immersion reading, but it's because it helps with the immersion of it. And um, it actually just popped up as B because I was on hold because a bunch of other people had also requested it. Um, so I couldn't have it yet, but it just popped up the other day that it was ready. But um, I put it on hold for another couple of weeks because there's this other book that I'm um, reading that's taking precedence right now. But I actually am planning on now that the series is done, um, you know, reading the the books. And even even if we do get this uh, movie or set of movies or another three seasons, whatever happens, um, I do plan on uh, reading it before, like, you know, I'll, I'll finish the series, even if I know that there's something else coming. Cause I just, I want to know what happens and mm-hmm. I want to kind of, um, I went through this. If, if we do get that, I went through the seasons one through six of not knowing what happens. So I kind of want to have that other perspective. If we ever get that, um, get that, get to that point. The expanse Perfect. is literally just the prequel to halo. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Bobby is John Spartan 117. Yeah. 
You ever wonder why uh, Master Chief doesn't take off his helmet? Well, that's actually because he's Amos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. This is actually, this can become a Halo podcast. So yeah. I, what did everyone think of the main campaign of Infinite? I thought it was great. <laughs> I've not played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's worth nice playing. Part. It's worth playing just so you can hear all the grunts and their, uh, what they're spitting at you as you're, as you're playing the game. They have so many fun little quirky and hilarious sayings as you kill them or they kill you, or it's just so funny. Just watch a YouTube video of what the, the different things they say. Trust me. It's great. The reason why I, I, I said that, by the way, Chris, was because I know there was so many holes left open. You know what I mean? Like what is going to happen to Philip after, you know, he leaves and takes up Naomi's last name, but also like just what, ha- what was happening on Laconia, like seeing that, that what looks like a ship being built. Like what's the conclusion of that? You know, yeah. but for me, it's, it's just funny because it reminds me of Halo. Even the Mars armor reminds me of Halo mm-hmm. and they both have humming as like their intros for the, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the theme music. So, Yeah. <laughs> Ian, you're you're kind of out of this question because you've read the books, but Ernie, you've not read it, um, just like me. So, did what do you think about um, the, I guess the prelude to each episode um, with what's going on on Laconia? I haven't decided yet. If I'm being honest, I I don't know because, and I, I explained this in the last episode that we did, we recorded. I felt a little disconnected from the Laconia stuff. And honestly, it did feel like I was watching the theatrical release of justice league. And we were just seeing this Russian family thrown in. Um, That doesn't mean I'm not interested because what was happening was really creepy about like bringing uh, the brother back. That was, that was like something out of nightmares. And it reminds me even of the first episode where uh where uh Mao was looking at the, the the fusion drive and sees all the uh proto molecule expanding like all that stuff i feel like if they if i knew they were going to keep going which i'm winking by the way i i totally think they're going to do something else with it uh i i'm i'm going to be invested if they end off the show the way it is i i'm fine not really looking into it but i, I honestly haven't decided because I don't know. It's I was I felt disconnected from it, if that makes Does, sense. Yeah, I was very uh, I. So first of all, I love the anything that deals with the protomolecule, especially once I saw the effects it can it can have on somebody. Obviously, Miller was my favorite character um, throughout the whole show uh, when he died and then um, came back as the investigator. And um, we saw just what the protomolecule kind of like did to manifest that was fascinating to me and to see um it kind of take over uh um what was it zan that am i saying that right zan has okay. an yeah. in it, so it's a yeah. little weird um to see him to see the protomolecule kind of like take over him and like to see that one of the last shots of that whole sequence from this episode um was like his point of view and you saw like it was all blue and it was weird looking that was so cool to see and i wanted to see more honestly i probably would have like rather have had half a season of whatever this stuff is and then half of like what we got 
just to like kind of tell that story more and resolve it. Um, I really hope that we get to see it on screen, even like even though I know I have to go back and read the books now to find out. I'm really excited just to get to that point, um, see what all of this means, because I know it's super cool. I just have zero clue. Question for you, Chris. What makes you think that Zan had anything uh, like the proto-molecule in him? Uh, based it was on blue. the... <laughs> well, yeah, because it was blue. And I did see... I didn't. It's, this isn't a spoiler. Um, but, I mean, this person could have been wrong. But I did read, like, a recap or review thing. And they weren't talking book, book spoilers. But they did mention, like, something involving the proto-molecule uh, with him. So I'm just assuming I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, then I mean, I'm just saying we never yeah. saw the proto molecule. So we didn't. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. Well, you're right. We didn't. Um, that yeah, that's just me assuming. But I hope that I'm right because <laughs> it would be pretty <laughs> if, cool. If everybody could see Ian's evil smile right now, that would say a lot. I think. <laughs> now I could I could I could. <laughs> I could totally be way off base and I have forgotten a critical plot point, but from the books, <laughs> but I don't recall it having to do anything with the proto molecule. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then again, I might be wrong. I, I could have even the per, the person that I, I was reading that article could be uh, totally, see, that's what I got after first watching. I had no idea what was going on until we saw his point of view. I was like, okay, this has to do with the proto molecule. Right. It's blue. I mean, that said, pro- that that said, I mean, we've seen. I think remember when there was like the kid who turned into the proto molecule zombie thing or whatever, and yeah. I think we kind of saw the world through his eyes a couple of times, um, and it looked kind of similar. So I, 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 yeah, I, I either am missing or forgetting something critical from the books, or the show did it slightly different. We I'm, for sure it, know it's like alien. That's yeah, yeah. It is not. It is not human. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't. I I have. I don't think that it's as simple as, hey, if I get hurt or if I die, the dogs can fix me. Like, right. That's it's no. That's nope. Not that simple. <laughs> yeah, I I think, including anything that was happening on Laconia without anticipating going beyond season six is kind of crazy. Um, I'll leave it at that. But it's it's a. Uh, it was an interesting choice to spend that much time on it. Yeah, I mean, Ian, you've you've you know what happens. So, do you think that like I mean, you have said already that you think that there's more coming. Um, if that's not the case, do you think that was a smart decision on that? Like, even if like the intent was a tease, like I almost would have rather had something happen at the end. Um, yeah, I think it was a smart decision because. Uh, if it if it happens, um, if if they continue on, we have that backstory. If they don't, it's kind of just a mystery. Um, and you know, people might have questions, but uh, I think it was smart to include it in the hopes that the story continues. It just is so weird to me that they would show something so cool that then they they wouldn't, you know have some kind of uh, payoff there's um there's uh a couple people that i watch um on youtube uh that react to the expanse and um this one channel uh they call it they're called blind wave they have reacted to the whole show they were talking about about this and you know they, they had brought up some points about 
uh, Lacuni and whether, you know, that there's not payoff. And um, I wanted to also see if there was any similar reaction to people that I know who, who've not read the book. So I went to the Expanse um, subreddit and looked at the the discussion thread for people who also hadn't read the book. And a lot of people were like, what was the point of everything on Laconia? Like what, like that made no well, sense. It was dumb. Like there was people like really critiquing it. Like what, there was no payoff to that. That had nothing to do with anything. Like why even show it? And everyone that was replying was like, well, you got to read the books. The book readers, I do have a question. Will it translate as well as the first six seasons have? Well, that's a good question. Because, I mean, we're getting into, uh, like, I, I hate to say it, but like the ring was like neon lights and hippie lighting, you know, like not in a bad way, because like, how do you translate that? But how does that translate? Do you think it would translate well into TV? Because what we see in the expanse reminds me a lot of like Das Boot, the the German U-boat uh, World War II movie, where everything's claustrophobic. It's like a submarine warfare. And then you have yeah. the politics all that stuff translated a certain way, but now you're getting into like Doctor Strange uh, territory. You know what I mean? I think it's more fetching Nietzsche. It's very much like what comes afterwards because it's always the surprises that screws up humanity, right? It's always the unknown. It's like the unknowns, unknowns. It's a devil wants uh, field quote, which I don't particularly like the man, but it's, it's like what are we doing the unknowns, unknowns, right? I, I have no idea. I mean, it, it does get um, more uh, sci-fi, almost almost to to fantasy, uh, kind of. Um, and I'm I'm really curious to how how that'll translate if it ever does. Well, that's one thing that we've really praised this show about and the series as a whole um, is that it is grounded a lot in realism. And yeah, you know, the proto molecule well, hopefully doesn't exist and it doesn't create these big blue monsters that, you know, can live in space. And, no. but, don't, <laughs> but yeah, like there's, you know, we don't have, we don't have that. Um, mm. But I, maybe that could be why they didn't want to really explore. I mean, obviously this is alien stuff. So we're way out in, in left, left field now. Um, especially if you're somebody that doesn't believe in uh, extraterrestrials. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would, I'm obviously I'm certainly intrigued to see it, but um, you know, that could be some, some, something why they wouldn't want to do it, or maybe they, they wouldn't want to um, put this into a TV, like three season format again, because it maybe wouldn't translate as well. Maybe they do have a plan for like, uh, either a movie set of movies or um, a mini series or a limited series or something along those lines. Uh, not a, not an official like season seven, but almost kind of like a spinoff sort of, but not uh, a spinoff, but not really. Yeah. Chris, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's a story to, that's going to be told, but the last three books is amazing. Ser- uh, storytelling. And it will poses will, will pose questions and answers, and more questions. Uh, there's when we deal with science fiction, it's always about questions about us as humanity, but it's always also about new stimuli, right? Yeah. What changes the mix up? And the product molecule is 
that thing in the expense. And that's cool. That's what makes expense tick is this, this unknown stuff that we talk about sometimes, but mostly not because we're t- too busy in our own crap. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of interesting. I wonder if this season was people's um, not their favorite because there wasn't really much at all to do with the proto molecule. And there wasn't a ton last season either. Um, but there was a lot uh, of. There's some mystery, though, still. That's true. That's true. There wasn't a lot of mystery for this one. No. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious if not having that, you know, the big bad proto molecule bad guy um, made it less uh, not interesting, just less intense. Less yeah, intriguing. Uh, intriguing. That's a thank you. True. But the, the flip side is how do you unite the tribes of humanity here? How do you unite us, right? The Balters, the Earthers, the Mars people, right? I don't want to say Martians. You know, how, you know, how do you unite us, right? Is always an external force. Who is it? And this series. The Rosinante. Yeah. Just kidding. There we go. Yeah. No, bars. That's the answer. But uh, I digress. <laughs> but, uh, God. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed also, too, um, just kind of randomly talking here also, but yeah. I wondered if the the look of the belters changed uh on purpose to find maybe the actors that fit in the roles a little bit better because you know in the first season they start talking about the elongated bodies the skinny look the brittle bone stuff and then like you know we, we have Kara G by the way this is not a knock on her but like you know she's obviously shorter uh but one of the best for the role obviously you know yeah. uh it's just I wonder what the thought was with that, like if they abandoned that because we already know what the universe is or at least can imagine it, you know, because I, I always had that in the back of my head. Yeah, I, I think if in a perfect world, they would continue that. But in terms of uh, production value and money, you know, spending money on that to make that happen, not so much. And that's unfortunate because I always yeah. want people to remind that, yeah, we're dealing with people in space. Mm-hmm. That's right, why. Yeah, it, you- you're either finding people who are excellent actors with that body type or you're spending money on cgi to make them appear that way and i think you have to kind of choose yeah and and the fact of the matter is that dealing with stuff in space so it expands it's so important in terms of uh, getting the right character cast getting all that stuff doing all the you know realistic cgi what it calls for so looking back on the series as a whole um you all weren't around for when we did uh seasons one and two um you all came one for three right i'm not misremembering i'm pretty sure it was three yeah yeah okay. sounds right it was like it was the last season on sci-fi yeah i think yep. it was because i remember beginning to love it Right before, um, you know, they, it got dropped by Sci-Fi. So yeah, yeah, and I I caught up on seasons one and two before we started. I think doing season three. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. I own all the books except for the first one. I don't own Leviathan Wakes. I don't have the first book because I remember I watched the first season. I was like, oh man, this is so great. Uh, and one of you, somebody suggested like oh they were so accurate you can just pick up with book two and you're not going to miss anything like they did such a good job covering book one that you're not going to be confused 
do you think that obviously we the ride was was worth it but um you know is there anything that you know if you could go back and, and redo something or do you did you do you think that the the kind of one book per season format really fit everything i thought that it's such a freaking good job um I, I wouldn't go back and change anything, I don't think. Um, I think one season or one book per season was done really, really well. I love that the last episode of every season was named after the book. Um, and this show, I think, is going to be near and dear to my heart for a long, 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 long time. Um, I'm really glad I was able to convince my wife to watch it, and then she likes it too. <laughs> um, and it, Yeah, it's just so, so well done. For me, it's the... It's the standard for sci-fi um, that I'm going to kind of hold things to and uh, definitely visually. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I really, really loved it. I love all these characters so much. Um, I, lo- I love having, having been a part of this podcast um, and just hanging out with you guys and talking about the show. I've never had a show uh, that has made me want to talk about it on a podcast. So maybe that's something that's saying something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. I love it. Uh, I don't think it's good luck with the show. I think it's good hunting. And it's this the content providers, they have a target and they're hunting for the target. We have faith in the hunting providers. They're good. Trust in the hunters. Yeah. Yeah, I think as a as a whole, I think Ian said what I I've been wanting to say. This will be the standard now for sci-fi shows. Movies, this is a different topic, but for sci-fi shows, this is this is it. This is what I'm going to be looking at. I've I don't think I've ever ran into a show where I've watched the first season three times. Mm-hmm. This is my third time around, uh, so that's saying a lot because I lose interest. Um, even just some of the stuff that I've had to get used to, you know, makes more sense and makes the the show a lot more exciting. So like understanding the belter terms and 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 um realizing that they're casting insults like well walla that that whole thing you know like beltalota that is like a term of of honor you know that sort of thing um this show is the standard uh i'm very very happy and pleased with it uh i think for me having minor complaints about the last episode are like that they were going to be forgettable forgettable like i'm gonna forget why i complained about it because i loved every single thing that they did with this show and as a whole i think the show is just the tops so that's my my assessment yeah i was i mean i'm i'm with all of y'all i mean i've been doing this podcast since the very start um got into the show even before it, it aired because they posted the first episode on YouTube of all places. Uh, sci-fi did. And I remember watching it and then the, the camp blew up at the end of that first one. I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Um, and I had to, had to see, um, what was happening. And obviously, you know, it was uh, fate from there, but yeah, this is definitely the, the standard should be the standard for, uh, proper science fiction shows as they relate to, especially as they, as they relate to like our world and they're not something like um, that's way out there in different universes that have nothing to do with earth or anything around that. Um, I think that while we did have a couple of, you know, missteps along the way, it was nothing that really drug the series down as a whole. Um, And it 
I, I think it's while it did, I think stick the landing. It was not a, it was not a perfect landing. It may have like been a, a rocky descent, uh, to put it in like an airplane term, but it, it did land safe and sound and was overall satisfying. Uh, and we saw that, Chris, didn't we, with uh, Naomi and Holden holding hands in their little bunk on, this, on the Wasante, right? Mm-hmm. Having a very intimate moment. You know, uh, yeah, there's lots of uh, ills in the world or the universe, the galaxy, but they're having a private moment. And that's how we close out this last, last episode in season mm-hmm. six, episode six. Is before we cut to the spaceship, before we cut to the the the, the gates, we saw Naomi and Hoden have a quiet moment together. Yeah, yeah. The cinematographer, by the way, uh, Jeremy Benning posted or something really cool that something that Joel brought up it was basically like the last moments. But he also posted their first moments and last moments, like their first line and their last line, and just like how peaceful all everything wrapped up in a nice little bow. Yeah, dovetail. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I like that Holden acknowledges that there are threads that Mm -hmm. still need to, you know, he's but what about this? What about this? I was like, I don't know. Show's over. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then Naomi's like, yeah, let's just sit here for a second. Let's just chill. (laughs) And the Uh, yeah, her her last line, which is the last line of the show, was just it was beautiful way to to wrap it up. Yeah, and as old lovers, that's amazing. Okay, just saying. Yeah, they've they've just like us. They've all been on a on a crazy journey. This podcast has definitely been on a crazy journey. Not just this episode, but the podcast, but the podcast as a whole ever since ever since we started it. Yeah, That's very true. But, all right. Well, any any closing? I mean, we've pretty much closed closed out our thoughts. But any final final words? I love you guys. <laughs> I love that marker died. Yeah. We're off. Yeah. <laughs> F you. F you. You're a little oh, too enthusiastic God. about his death. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm Irish. God. And I'm drunk at this point. But still. I, <laughs> yeah. That's where I stand. Cheers, guys. The Rosinante will fly again. Cheers. One of these days, yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that is going to do it for uh the crash couch i guess that's weird for me to say um i i do want to i didn't have anything like i i thought about like preparing some kind of like statement or something that i wanted to say but i i didn't um i do just want to take a moment and thank um anyone that's ever if like i'm just for transparency's sake unless i get some kind of like motivation to do this again assuming that we would get something in the future. This is going to be the last episode of the crash couch. Um, so I do want to just take a moment to thank every single person that is either been on the show, um, been a host of the show, done something for the show, supported the show, left review, positive or negative tweeted, all of that stuff. Um, shout out to Eric and Lou who started this with me with random chatter way back in however long ago that was 2016, something around that time um 2017 maybe god i don't even remember at this point um yeah we we started this kind of like not really knowing what it would turn into and then the fact that it's turned into a podcast it's literally ran the whole length of uh the show of the expanse is just mind-blowing to me 
Um, thanks to Ernie, Ian, Joel, um, and Laura for coming on whenever uh, I really needed a host. Um, also, thanks to Andrea, who uh, was also a host for um, a period of time, uh, stepping in uh, and, and graciously taking on that. Um, thanks to literally anybody that was um, involved with uh, the expanse that came on. I know we had um, a couple of, of interviews that we did um, that uh, I wish we could have done more of, but just, you know, time and, and whatnot really didn't didn't allow for that, unfortunately. But um, thanks to that. Thanks to anyone that ever live tweeted us, tweeted with us. I know we didn't really get to do that a lot with the Amazon um, situation, but season two of this show, whenever we live tweeted that, was probably one of my favorite times of my life that I've ever had. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, thanks to anybody that came on um, and did a guest spot. I know that uh, Derek, uh, who is um, one of uh, Joel's hosts on the Sci-Fi Podcast, uh, he's been on. I don't remember if we ever had anybody else that, that did any did any fill-ins, um, but super super grateful for that. Um, and then finally, just any any fan that took the time to to listen to me, um, to listen to the guys that's on here, Laura, um, Eric, Lou, all of us. I know if they were if they were here too, they would all say the same thing. Um, we we wouldn't have kept doing the show if we didn't have people listening to it. And even if it's just, you know, 50 downloads, like it's 50 downloads that I'm 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 super happy for. And I'm I'm just really glad that uh, even in times of uncertainty that the show was able to uh, to to carry on and that we were able to see it until uh, what I'm assuming is the end. So. Yeah, that's all I've got to say. Oh, and one other thing. Thank you to Gonna Geek for um, uh, taking uh, uh, taking us on and like helping us um, grow the show uh, and and boost it out there um, for the last uh, couple of years. Uh, really, really appreciate that and shout out to them. So um, I know you hear their bumper at the very beginning um, of these these recent seasons. Definitely go check them check them out because I know that they have a lot of good content uh, on that network. So. I just don't put it there because they're just some random people. Like they're actually uh, good and kind and and worth listening to. So I hope I didn't forget anybody, but I'm pretty sure that I nailed anybody that <laughs> that's come on and that's been a guest. Um, if not, then I I do apologize. But I think I got everyone. Um, as for anything that happens in the future, um, like with the uh, with the Twitter, I mean, you I I will still um, have the Twitter active. Uh, that's at Crash Couch. If you do want to um, uh, say something on there, go ahead. Uh, if by some chance we do get some uh, um, future content, expanse content, be it like a movie or series or something, you know, we might come back to this. I honestly, I can't say that. That's way too far in the future if something even does happen. Um, so just, you know, be on the lookout. Joel put in our chat that there might be a music video. Yeah, that'd be that'd be one long music. That's video how they wrap the last the last trilogy of books is just with the music video. <laughs> I mean, Ian, you did make an expanse related song one time, so maybe they'll take that. And just make that's a music true, video. and I keep telling myself to finish an EP, but it's yeah. it takes time, <laughs> <laughs> time and effort. And who has that anymore? Um, yeah, I I do plan on at least 
keeping the feed active um, for at least another year just to see what happens. Um, that being said, I do want to point out a thing. Uh, this is podcast is hosted on Podbean, and I think my renewal um, is up in a month, and I will re-up it for another month just in case something um, happens. Uh, but after that, so like February of 2023, uh, if you're listening up to that point, um, it won't like I'm going to let the the subscription lapse. So I don't know what will happen to the feed. It may just like stay up. It may shut down. It may only show like certain episodes because it goes to a, a what they call a free plan. I don't really know. Um so if you are listening to this and you want to like go back, like you're in the future and you want to go back and listen to the old stuff, um, I'll try to find some kind of um, way to keep the, the podcast archived. Joel did mention that it is uh, on his YouTube. Joel, do you want to give that a shout out? Yeah. So uh, every episode, the crash out, uh, Chris gives me, is uploaded to the Sci-Fi Podcast YouTube channel where we uh, post our podcast episodes because uh, it's uh, another platform and which we love. There you go, Chris. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That no might bar- actually be something that I look into once, um, once this wraps up um, with billing and subscription wise um, for a podcast, I might actually look to put everything that we have um, going all the way back to the be- beginning on YouTube or, you know, some, some place for people to, to, to find it if they are interested. Um, so yeah, I think that's really all the housekeeping that I have. Just you know, last episode kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow us, uh, and there's really no point in following uh, at Crash Couch anymore unless something happens with the expanse in the future. Um, but you can, and just you know, say hey, uh, say thanks for putting out a, a show. Um, if you like listening, then you know maybe let me know. Um, make sure that I know it wasn't all in vain. <laughs> Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at the curse of Chris. Bernie, you're not on Twitter. You're on Instagram. Can people follow you on Instagram? Yeah, you can always request and I'll obviously add you. That's totally cool with me. But I'm on, on Instagram at your buddy Ernie. Ian, where are you at these days? You have you have so many weird handles that I, I forget. <laughs> uh at this I mean Twitter's kind of my main thing. Uh and that's bearded asmr where only one in every 20 tweets is actually about asmr <laughs> and joel uh last but not least where can people find you yeah i uh, stopped right there chris just want to say thank you for everything man it's a it's so appreciate i i'm so uh, you know my heart's on the table right now i appreciate everything you've done this you know podcast and the expenses yeah, wouldn't have happened without you, dude. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. You drove this, despite the issues with scheduling hosts, despite network stuff, despite podcasting, you know, logistics and politics, whatever. It's a love of the content, and it's the crash, you know, crash cut. It's the expense, and you continue through. So thank you for that. Thank you, Chris. You're also a very, very good friend, man. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. It is it has been a blast, and I I wouldn't have uh, wanted to if there was anybody that could have could have picked up um, when we had our our little uh, mid mid podcast series change, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm glad that it was you all. Yeah, so it's 
what's what the address? Uh, Joel underscore Welch on Twitter and uh, Sci-Fi Podcast. Yeah, which is a variety show. And since I made a ma- made a major move where I left uh, government work and came back to can- academia to do a PhD, I'm busier than hell. So uh, yeah, you can try that as out. So we get episodes every so often. But uh, yeah, thanks for everything. Also want to shout out to um laura she was not able to join us um for this episode just due to some scheduling conflicts with everything uh that is that has gone on in the world right now um has a lot in her life so uh just all you know thanks to her for um supporting the show and being on here um you can find her on twitter at laura donut uh so yeah with that being said uh that's the end of the crash couch probably maybe we'll see what happens um, but yeah, for the last time, seriously, thanks to everyone that ever listened to this. And somehow if you made it to the end of this, um, end of this recording, just, I don't know how you did it, but I, I it is much appreciated. <laughs> um, yeah, with all that being said, take care, everyone. Thanks again. <laughs>